The podcast this week is brought to you by Brilliant Marketing Communications. Introducing Brilliant Sound Sessions, a free discussion series casually facilitated by the folks at Brilliant Marketing Communication. Locals can share ideas and get advice on marketing from each other and professionals. Brilliant Sound Sessions will take place the second Tuesday of every month at the Brilliant Marketing Communication Office in Sturgeon Bay. Kick Coffee Roasters are kicking in the coffee, and space is limited, so please RSVP. Details at brilliantmktg.com or on Facebook. Listen, exchange, grow together, drink free coffee. Welcome to One on One, a Door County Pulse interview series. I'm Andrew Clyden, and this week, Celeste Benchwell had the opportunity to sit down with Ryan Leibel, a Wisconsin filmmaker who just finished filming her new movie, Mags and Julie Go on a Road Trip. And we had her into the studio because she filmed some of her scenes in Door County. So Celeste was able to sit down and chat with her about filmmaking and Door County and all sorts of stuff. So we'll get into that right now. So we have Ryan Liebel here. That's how you pronounce your... Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. A true Wisconsin name. Yes. Liebel. Awesome. <laughs> so how did you get to LA? What was that journey? I was born and raised in Wisconsin. I grew up in Grafton, Cedarburg. We were in Bayside when I was in high school. And then I got into theater really pretty much in high school and I fell in love with it. And I was like, yes, this is what I want to do. I want to act. This is what I want to do. And I always loved movies. Always. I was a huge movie fan. My parents were big movie fans. So some weeks I could watch five to six movies a week. I guess in high school I got into acting and then I started doing a bit of professional theater in Milwaukee. And then when I was looking at schools, what I was going to do for the next thing, I was looking into BFA acting programs and such. And then also film schools, good film schools. I looked at New York. I looked a little bit in Chicago. There was two schools in Chicago that I liked. And then I looked in L.A. But L.A. was kind of a last moment decision, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is funny to think about now. And it was sort of me going, wait, I want to make movies. So I should probably go to Los Angeles. And I was thinking, you know, New York's more of a theater town, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And so at the last minute, I did two schools in California, and I ended up getting into USC. Okay. And that's what brought me there. But I had also gotten into schools in New York, but there was this funny decision where I was like, New York or L.A., New York or L.A. And I don't know why, but at that time, I was like, I want to be making movies. I want to be in movies. So L.A. just made more sense to me. So that's what I did. That's how I ended up there. Definitely. That's yeah. super cool. I always feel like it's kind of hard to make decisions like that um, when you come from, you know, smaller towns in Wisconsin and then you're like, how do I get to L.A.? I don't know. It just seems sometimes crazy to think about. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? I think, yeah, how do you make that decision? <laughs> I think, you know, I was 18 years old when I made the decision. I had never lived there. You know, I came from... Milwaukee or suburbs of Milwaukee and I had a pretty good life you know it was very safe and insulated and very sane (laughs) so I didn't really know what to expect in Los Angeles and USC at that time was pretty rough 
It was in the middle of a community that wasn't all that safe. (laughs) There were gunshots at least once a week that I would hear and stuff like that. And so all of a sudden I came from this sort of very suburban lifestyle and went to a very urban lifestyle, which was sort of shocking, I think, for anybody who comes from a place that's safe and insulated and... yeah. You know, that was a little like, oh, my God, what have I done? Mm -hmm. Now, UCLA, that probably would have been a better choice. That's in a safer neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. And USC has changed over the years. It's much better than it used to be. But I don't know if I could say it was this really wonderful thing. I I think for me, it was like, what have I done? Literally. Mm -hmm. And very soon by my second year at school, I was actually off campus, living off campus. Which I, I made a, a very I made a very strong decision. Like I don't really want to be in that environment. I want to be in a safer environment. So I moved off campus. It meant I had a longer commute, but I was willing to do that to just be in a safer space. Definitely. How did you kind of navigate, you know, the industry out there post school? Like what was that experience? Well, it's interesting. I actually started getting into the industry in school. Okay. By my second year. You know, I had been doing all kinds of things in school. I had been studying all the classics. I had been doing voice stuff and movement stuff. And by my second year, I was also minoring in film at USC, which I was actually starting to enjoy more because I was learning film theory and I was watching old movies that I hadn't seen before and I was learning film genre and all that kind of stuff, which was fascinating to me. And again, because my focus was always movies, like I didn't go to L.A. to be a theater actor or a commercial actor or really even be in TV, really, even though I was, I really wanted to go there to get into film. So when I started studying in school, it was really good for me because it sort of started to ground me in what I'm doing now, which is filmmaking. But it gave me that nice sort of fundamental basically, because I was finally starting to understand, okay, this is film. This is where it came from. This is its history. This is why it matters. This is how it affects the culture. These are the different genres of film. And I got to know, too, like what genres I like and don't like. So all of that was very valuable. Basically, what ended up happening my second year in school, I had a friend who introduced me to a manager in town, and he was a really He was an old school L.A. manager, and he had people like James Coburn, Talia Shires, Jason Schwartzman, these really great actors. Right. And he had his whole base was actually in New York theater. That's where he had started. He had produced Broadway and off Broadway and stuff like that. And I actually went to a script reading and I ended up playing like 11 different characters in the script. (laughs) And I didn't know who he was. He was just this really nice older guy who was sitting next to me and I was joking with him and chatting with him. And, you know, true Wisconsin style, like I talk to anybody, you know what I mean? I'm very friendly, like most Wisconsin people. And Mm -hmm. so I chatted to him and we got along. And then the next day he got my information. He actually called me and he said, I want to represent you. And I was like, what? (laughs) What are you talking about? Like, who are you? What What is this? I don't understand. <laughs> and then I ended up going and doing a meeting with him and I found out, you know, what he does and who the actors were that he had. And very quickly I started to audition with him 
And that whole process is very interesting uh, when you're very green because there's this whole thing that you have to do as an actor to sort of be introduced to the industry. And so he started to do that. He would set up meetings for heads of casting, who are the people that sort of head up the whole casting departments at studios and even independent casting directors and stuff like that. And and then other agents and stuff like that. So I actually started working fairly quickly when I was in L.A., but all along the way stumbling and figuring it out because I didn't really know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I Again, I had been trained in theater, which is very different than TV and and movie acting. So I took all of those things that I learned in theater and I just used them and I applied them to it. And I was like, okay, I have to create a character and I have to look like the character and I have to go in and I have to be confident and I just have to do it. And I did that and um, it was effective and it worked. But I was still a little like, I don't know what I'm doing. And my manager was funny. Like he didn't really teach me the whole process and what you're supposed to do and what you're not supposed to do. And he wasn't super helpful. I think he kind of assumed that I knew, mm-hmm. but I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm mm-hmm. just figuring it out as I go along. So now actually what I do is I usually help young actors. Okay. I'm always helping them and mentoring them. That's good. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they know what they're supposed to do and they know what's normal and what's not. And it's really not a complicated process, but if you don't understand it, it can be a bit overwhelming, right? Sure, definitely. Yeah. Kind of getting started in the industry then, like, what kind of projects were you working on and getting involved in? Well, when I first started, this manager was trying to do specific things with me. So he wanted me on TV and film, which is what I wanted to. Um, and I had an audition with CBS. This was one of my first auditions with CBS. I actually booked that first audition that I ever went on, which was a theatrical audition. And I booked it. And that was interesting because I was like, oh, my God, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure, that's a little scary. But I booked it. What do I do? You know? And that was a TV show at the time that it was called Buddy Farrow. And it was with Dennis Farina, who's actually a Chicago guy. He's a Midwestern guy. Mm. And it was this detective show that he was doing with CBS, which was on for like one or two seasons or something like that. And so I got to work with him. And what I what I learned in that process very early on was like there's a certain protocol on set. There's a certain hierarchy, right, Mm -hmm. of like who's in charge and who's not. And, you know, the makeup people and the crew people and what it is to be on a big set in a big studio, I mean, CBS is is a huge deal, right? Mm -hmm. So they have sound stages and, you know, stunt people. And all of a sudden I was introduced to this world into a budget, too, the the significant budget to make this TV show, right? Definitely. This was not a small little theater thing or a small indie project. It was a big deal. What I learned from that very quickly was that the guys that work in the industry and they consistently work, they're very much professionals and they're very easy to work with and they're very easy to get along with. Um, and Dennis Farina, this fellow Midwesterner, because he asked me, you know, when we were on set, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Wisconsin, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God, I'm from Illinois and I'm from Chicago. Blah, blah, blah. And we got along right away. Right. Mm-hmm. He was so down to earth and he was a sweetheart. And that happened over and over again. I would meet fellow Midwesterners in the industry, and we all were so happy. 
<laughs> to be on set together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A little camaraderie. Yeah, there's just sort of, there's a friendliness to Midwesterners and a humbleness and sort of, you know, realness that you don't necessarily get from people from other places. Right. But anyway, so yeah, so that was that first job and then it sort of went from there. But that was that process, which was good. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, very early on, I got introduced to a lot of really great old school people. I mean, at that time, too, when I started acting, there was this shift going on within the industry mm-hmm. of like all these guys from the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, right, who had been making material and writers and producers and all that kind of thing. And there was sort of this new school of people coming in. And the old school people were grounded in theater and Broadway and vaudeville and that kind of writing and that kind of acting. And this new school of people wasn't so much. They were more grounded in like commercial work and ads. So it was this funny shift. I was lucky enough to work with a lot of the old school people Mm -hmm. um, who were very thoughtful and they sort of cared about me and they took me under their wing and they helped me with things. Like I remember I did this commercial with this famous director of photography who had done Spielberg movies, right? Mm. And he sort of adjusted me on set and taught me how to find my light, how to move into the light so I could be seen on camera. And like, he was just very thoughtful, which was something I didn't necessarily experience with some of the younger people that were coming into the industry or sort of weren't grounded in that kind of fundamental, you know? Mm -hmm. So I feel very lucky in a way, you know, to have worked with some of those guys and, you know, and and a lot of the people that I worked with are now, they've passed away and they're not around anymore, but I was lucky enough to work with them. Hey, it's Andrew. And I wanted to thank you for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. Did you know that you can subscribe to the Door County Pulse podcast on Apple Podcasts or Pocket Casts or wherever you get your podcasts to have new episodes delivered to your feed twice a week on Wednesday and Friday? All you have to do is pick up your phone, navigate to your podcast app and search for Door County or Door County Pulse podcast and click subscribe. If you're a longtime listener or if this is your first episode, we hope you enjoy the Door County Pulse podcast. So you kind of mentioned like, you know, the commercial budgets and versus like indie films. And so you're working on an indie film. Mm -hmm. Megs and Julie go on a road trip. Do you want to talk about what the movie's about just to start off, get a little acquainted with it? Sure. Yeah. Megs and Julie go on a road trip. Basically what ended up happening with this movie, (laughs) if I can explain it, (laughs) is that about a year ago, I was here in Wisconsin visiting family, and I wanted to shoot a music video for an artist named Will Seabrook. And I found the locations very easily. I found the crew very easily. We got an amazing product. We found great actors. I found an old car from the 1940s, like all of this stuff that I'd sort of envisioned in my head, I was able to do. And that was this thing that sort of sparked this oh, I think I can do movies here in Wisconsin. I think it's possible. Like, I think I can, I think I can pull it off because if I can find a drone guy and I can find a great lighting guy and I can find a really good director of photography and I can find actors and I can find locations, I can certainly put a film together. I have, you know, like 10 scripts, right? But I had written this one comedy sort of with Wisconsin in mind 
And I like old school physical comedy. Like, love it. (laughs) (laughs) I grew up with I Love Lucy and, you know, I like Chaplin and... um, and I grew up with John Hughes movies, too, like Home Alone, you know, Planes, Trains and Automobiles, The Great Outdoors, all those movies. Right. Definitely. And John Hughes is a fellow Midwesterner, you know, born and raised in Illinois. So his humor is very similar to my humor. But again, it's very physical humor. It's not necessarily it's not mean humor. It's not gross humor. It's not drug humor. It's just physical humor. Right. Where the joke is on the character. And so I decided that, like, I wanted to write a comedy like that. I was like, I want to do something that's physical. <laughs> so I came up with this story about two best friends who have known each other forever. One of them is working this job that is not that great with a boss that's pretty horrible and treats her really badly. And then the other one is very sort of grounded and bohemian and has a great life and is married and is happy. And my character, Mags, is the one who works for the horrible boss. And her grandfather passes away and leaves her a cabin in his will in Rhinelander. And her best friend convinces her to go see the cabin. But my character really can't take off work. She doesn't have the time. She's always really busy. But she convinces her to do it. So they're like, okay, fine, let's go. And basically what happens is on their way up to Rhinelander, they hit disaster after disaster. They encounter all these characters, these Wisconsin characters, you know, a farmer and motel owners and whatever. Like that was sort of the concept is like I wanted I wanted a comedy that sort of doesn't let you go. Almost like Mission Impossible. You know how Mission Impossible just one thing after another happens. Right. Mm -hmm. And your attention's just like, oh, my God, what's going to happen next? (laughs) I was like, why don't I use that philosophy for a comedy? (laughs) So that's what I did. So it is sort of one thing after another, after another, after another. It's very physical. So they're running and the tire blows and (laughs) they get stuck and they're in a swamp. And it's just one thing after another. But the whole point of that is that. You know, there's this also this undercurrent of this really great friendship of these two women. And there's a lot of very touching moments where the two of them sort of finally catch up because they've barely seen each other for years because Mags has been working so hard. And then the end of it where um, she comes to finally realize, Mags realizes that like maybe the way she's living her life isn't the best way to be living her life. And then so she adjusts it at the end of the movie in a very another very physical, very big way, which is pretty freaking funny. So, yeah, I wanted to do something that like just would highlight Wisconsin, basically, um, and highlight the kind of characters that I grew up with and knew. And Wisconsin people are characters, you know. Oh, I know. (laughs) That's for sure. (laughs) You know, they are. They're just sort of always very much uniquely themselves. And I wanted to put that in a movie, you know, like just have these characters who have these Wisconsin accents and who are very unapologetic about who they are. And they're quirky and they're funny and they're kind and and they're characters. So that's what the movie's about. I hope that explains it well enough. Definitely. And we had talked previously in a separate interview and you had talked about 
acquiring an all Wisconsin cast and crew. So that's really cool if you want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, we ended up funding the film. I wanted to go totally independent, meaning I didn't want to take it through any kind of production company. I didn't want to go and try to sell the script to anybody. I didn't want to go pitch it and try to convince somebody it was a good idea. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I already knew it was a good idea and I knew that it was really funny. So I did an Indiegogo campaign for it. And within four months, we had raised enough money to get the production done and filmed. And the principal photography is what it's called. The, the actual filming of the movie is called the principal photography. Okay. So we got all of that accomplished. And I had had this goal, again, based on the music video that I did. I was like, I wonder if I can get all the cast and crew from Wisconsin. I wonder if that's possible. And I was like, well, I might have to pull talent from Chicago. But I was like, but I really don't want to. I really, you know, I'm from here. I think I'm pretty funny. I, and I was like, I think I could find other funny actors like me. And I'd like to get them to be all Wisconsin people. And it was this funny thing where, like, I wasn't, like, saying to people, are you from Wisconsin? <laughs> it just sort of happened, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I would sort of meet somebody or somebody would suggest someone or I'd put a casting out. and the And, and, and eventually, like... That actor would come and it would be the person from Wisconsin and it just worked, which was really interesting. So it was sort of a decision that I made in my head, but then it came to fruition and we were able to do it. So, yeah, all of our crew, we had a few guys from UWM and then we had other professionals. We had like two or three people who are also filmmakers who are on the crew and love indie film and wanted to be on a movie. And they've done their own movies, which was really neat. And then, yeah, and then all these funny, (laughs) quirky actors from Wisconsin, which was great. We had Frankie Moscato on board, who was just on American Idol. She's from Oshkosh. Mm -hmm. And she's great and a sweetheart and just really excited about acting and singing and all of it. And Mm -hmm. reminded me a little bit of myself when I was young, just like doe-eyed and excited and just wanting to create art, you know? Uh, We had Angie Campbell on board, who is funny. Like, I ended up, I met her years ago when she was 18, and I did her first headshots when I was here doing another trip visiting family. I was doing headshots for some reason, which I didn't (laughs) remember doing. Yeah. And she was like, you did my first headshots. And I was like, what? I don't do headshots. What are you talking about? And then she sent it to me and I was like, oh, I did do your headshots. There you go. So I had a a lot of fun things like that happen where I sort of reconnected with people. And what's neat about Wisconsin is is it's a small community, you know, and it's not hard to sort of connect and get what you need from the community. Because, again, which is why I loved shooting this film here. Wisconsinites are really helpful. They like to help. And they're excited about things like movies. They're not really jaded about it at all. Like movies are exciting to them. Mm-hmm. Artistic stuff is exciting to them. Whereas if you go to L.A., you throw a rock, you're going to hit somebody who's made a movie. And everybody's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you made a movie. Great for you. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Whatever. Nobody cares, you know. Mm-hmm. But here it's still... I don't know, sort of respected and exciting. What I found with the film is that it's very easy to sort of like if I needed something, 
I could literally put something on social media or I could ask a specific friend and say, I need this location or I need this kind of actor or I need this kind of car or whatever. And literally within a few days, I'd find something that could work, you know, or options. And that was really, really wonderful. Really, really cool because there's no effort to it. Whereas when I would shoot things in L.A., which I did, it was always really hard to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, also the cost of it is very prohibitive there, right? Because people are used to people shooting, so they charge you for locations. They'll charge you if you want to shoot on the sidewalk. Mm. They'll charge you Interesting. If, they, if you show their building in it. Right. So it's actually it's really hard when you're doing indie stuff to make things happen there on any kind of grand scale. Whereas here, I had locations for free or for very little. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, just a lot of support, you know, just people really excited about it and like, I want to be a part of that. I want to help you do that. Great. You know? Yeah, that's so cool. It's so cool. So you've done some filming here in Door County for the movie, also places like Milwaukee and Sheboygan. Um, how was filming here in Door County? That was great. What I needed, what I really needed was I wanted sort of an old school motel and I wanted it to look vintage and I wanted it to be charming. But also I needed something specific. I needed to have the kind of motel where, you know, all of the hallway, so to speak, is really the patio outside. And I needed the room to be at the end, Mm -hmm. you know. I didn't I couldn't have anything that was inside. I didn't need an inn. I didn't need a hotel. I needed an old school looking motel where you pull your car up in front and the door and the windows are there because that's the way I wrote the script. Mm -hmm. So I went online and I was sort of looking at different spaces and countryside motel came up. And as you said in the the article, like I, I emailed the owner and she was like, is this a joke? And yeah. I was like, no, this isn't a joke. I'm shooting a movie and I need right. a motel that looks like your motel. Yeah. And so I made the drive up and I met with her and she showed me all the different rooms. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. This is exactly what I need because it has the 60s vibe. It's got the awesome high ceiling with the beams and wood paneling and it just you know, it looks like a charming vintage motel, which is what I wanted. Super cool. Yeah. Give little Southern Door a little attention, which is nice. Yes. Well, I mean, you were asking if I enjoyed shooting here. Oh, yes. In Door definitely. County. I mean, who wouldn't? Hello. It's beautiful. Right. I and mean, it's have- beautiful. The weather was beautiful. There was very little bugs. They're really friendly. And again, they were very excited to host a film right? and they went out of their way to make it comfortable for us and uh, make it easy for us to shoot there. And it was amazing. That's awesome. Yes. I mean, stuff like this doesn't really happen too much up here. So I'm sure it's just. Well, and it should because and I think that's another thing that the, you know, writing this movie was interesting. Whenever I'm home in Wisconsin, I'm I always write scripts. There's something about being in Wisconsin, for me, I don't know if it's because I'm from here or it's the space here or it's the people or whatever. It's very easy for me to write here. And I've written like seven scripts mm-hmm. just hanging out in Wisconsin on vacations, visiting family. I've just knocked them out because I don't know. I don't know what it is. I did just something about the space and the beauty inspires me personally. 
And again, I like farmland. I like open space. I like history. I like historic buildings. I like charm. I'd rather put that in a movie than some urban ugly sprawl or anything. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So as a writer, when I'm here in Wisconsin, like, I'm always thinking of ideas. Do you find that you have the same sort of inspiration for other films while you're in L.A.? Like, no. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, I don't. And again, I don't know. I think it's because I was born and raised here or just, I don't know, the way that I like to tell stories as a writer I don't really ever come up with ideas that have to do with anything that's urban Mm -hmm. because it's just not the kind of stories I want to tell. This particular film was a comedy, and I I feel like it really represents what I find funny, which is physical comedy. I don't know if you know the film Grumpy Old Men, if you ever saw that movie. (laughs) Okay, well, that's Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau. Um, And that film is actually about they're Midwesterners, and I think they're in Minnesota. And they go ice fishing and they live in this little town. And again, that one's (laughs) really funny. It's not very politically correct. And it's about all these old timers. And they're from this age of just obnoxiousness. And they make jokes about the women and about sex. And they're very inappropriate. But it is so very much like the people that I grew up with, like my grandparents, mm-hmm. you know, who are not politically correct and just said whatever they wanted to say and did whatever they wanted to do and never apologized for it. So I loved that movie when I was little. So, like, again, when I think about comedy, like in the movie that I just did, there's this one scene where one of the characters has to go to the bathroom And so they pull off and they're out in the middle of nowhere. And she's like, I just really have to go. And so she goes off into this guy's yard and field to go to the restroom. And she gets chased down by the owner. So all of a sudden we see her running full force, right, (laughs) through the field. And this guy with this giant shotgun behind her. Yeah. You know, and that's what I find funny. I find stuff like that funny. You know, running, tripping, falling, messy. Anyway, that kind of stuff. But again, like that doesn't really work if you're in the middle of a city with concrete. Right. You know, totally only works if you're in a field with some woods. Yeah. (laughs) You can't have a guy with a shotgun between a few buildings. Right. That guy wouldn't have a shotgun. (laughs) Right. Exactly. I totally get it. Yeah. Um. So how many days were you filming? We ended up shooting for about 19 days, which is really fast for a feature. We had 10 to 16 hour days, depending on what we had to accomplish Mm -hmm. at any given location. I mean, it was really everything we did was dependent on our location and how long we had that location, how many days we had that location, the timing that we had that location. So I literally scheduled my whole schedule around locations and then fit in other things like car shots and driving shots in between all of that. Okay. It was about 19 days, which is pretty vigorous. (laughs) Well, what's so funny about this movie is that when I wrote it, I wasn't really thinking about shooting it. I was just thinking this would be funny Mm -hmm. and I would find this funny and this would be funny to me. But then when I went to go shoot it and I had to also act in it and then Elizabeth Donaldson, who was Jules, the other character, also had to act with me. It was so much more physical 
than I really had realized. Like I didn't, when I was writing it, I wasn't thinking with that at all. Mm -hmm. But then when it came time to shoot it, I was like, oh my God, we're going to (laughs) die. Because there were certain scenes, like I'm talking about the shotgun scene where she's running full force. I mean, we had to do that, you know, at least five or six times. And I'm not talking about a tiny field. I'm talking about a giant field that she had to run in, right? And then there was this other one where where, where we tackled somebody and... And then we were in the heat and we were in the car and we're sweating and you can't have the AC on because it affects the sound. And Oh, interesting. And because we didn't have a ton of time in between, we really had this pocket of time where we could get it all accomplished. It's not like we had days of rest. Mm-hmm. So we would wake up that next morning and we would do something else. And it was another incredibly physical day. Um, so it's funny. Like, I know a lot of people are like, well, actors have it so easy. You know, and filmmaking so easy. I think that's what they think in their head, you mm-hmm. know. It is really not easy. Acting is never easy. It is actually a lot of freaking work. Mm-hmm. And you understand too well the big comedians that get paid so well because they're literally pushing themselves physically every single day for 12 to 14 hours a day. And they have to be really with it. And they have to know their lines. And they can't look tired. They have to eat in between everything. And there's barely time to rest. Every time I do a project and I do, you know, especially comedy, which is always physical, for me at least, I always have a ton of respect for the actors who just work their butts off and <laughs> just get it done, you know? Yeah, totally. Or the actors who do their own stunts, you oh, know? sure. Like Tom Cruise, right? Yeah. Like he's just there. He's jumping on the roof and he does that 20 times Mm -hmm. and then he breaks his ankle and he's hanging on a plane and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, it's a lot of work. It's crazy. I like my mind can't even comprehend what that must be like. (laughs) It's fun though. It's really fun. That's the thing is like, yes, it's a lot of work physically and it's exhausting, but it is so much fun to be on set doing something that's really funny And then watch it back on the monitor and be like, oh, my gosh, that's really funny. And Mm -hmm. it worked. Right. Because there's it's funny, too, in comedy, like we did this one scene and we did it one way. And then I watched it back on the monitor and I was like, that doesn't work at all. And it's not funny. And so I had to adjust my physicality and the way I was walking and everything. And then I did it again. And then I watched it again. And I'm like, "Okay, now it's funny. But that's very interesting with film. It's like you're telling a story visually, right? And it either works or it doesn't. And comedy is so specific. It's not drama. It has to be funny. Everything you're doing has to be funny. The way you're walking, the faces that you're making, the way that you're capturing the footage of the other actors. If it's not funny, it won't work. So we had a lot of interesting days where we were like, no, that's not funny. No, that's not funny. And we had to do it again and again and again until I was so satisfied. I'm like, okay, now, now it works, you know. Definitely. So what's it like, you know, you wrote the script and now you're acting in it or you did act in it. What what is that whole process like for you being on kind of both sides of things? You know, I I had done short films and stuff before where I'd done that. I kind of had an inkling of what it was going to be like, obviously. But I had never done a feature that way. So I think for me, it works because as an actor, I was never happy just being an actor. 
I would always get really bored on set. And I was always talking to the crew guys and sort of watching them and seeing what they were doing. And I hated waiting. I really am not a waiter. I don't like to wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that's not a word, but um, but I really don't. So for me, it actually really suits me to be the director, be the writer and be the actor, because it means that I always have something to do so I don't get bored, which is my happy place. Like, I don't want to just be sitting and waiting for something to happen. And I don't want somebody to be telling me what to do. I'd rather right. be the person telling myself what to do. And then also as a writer, because I wrote it, I was able to adjust the script when we were on set. Oh, cool. I was able to say, we don't need that line. Take out those two lines. Let's adjust this. Why don't you say this, say this instead? Which was really freaking cool for me because I wasn't beholden to anyone. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wasn't like, oh, this person wrote this and I have to do it the way that they did it. And oh, God, it's but it's bad. Right. Sure you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And there were certain lines that I had in the script where I was like, this doesn't work. This is I we can show that we don't have to say that. Mm-hmm. So it was really wonderful to just adjust my writing for what whatever was appropriate for what was going on in the scene. And then also there were a few times where I was like, well, I already said that in another scene. We don't have to say it again. Like, that's just like we're repeating ourselves. So I was able to, again, take out lines, adjust the script, show it just visually without doing lines. And again, that's something like cinema is very much a visual medium. You can tell so much visually that you don't have to actually stay in lines. Mm -hmm. And the more I do this process and the more I work on it, the more I recognize that. And I'm like, yeah, I don't. Nobody needs to say anything here. We just need to see it. We just need to show it. So that aspect of it was really, really nice. It was nice to be the person sort of in charge deciding how things were going to go. Definitely. Um, You know what I mean? Yeah, that's really cool. So I guess just to wrap up a little bit, now that you're entering, you've filmed and now you're going to, I don't know what the steps are properly called, (laughs) post-production. Is that what it is? That's right. So how long does that process take? And I guess when can people expect? That process is going to take about three to six months. Okay. Depending on how quickly we get that first edit of the film together. And then there's these little adjustments that have to be made, like you have to color correct the film. You have to do sound editing and mixing. You have to get a soundtrack on because Mm -hmm. so many movies, right, when you think about it, it's all about the music that's playing and it's the music that's appropriate for the scene. Right. That's a very specific thing. So, yeah, so it'll be about three to six months. My target is to get it into festivals and get it sold in 2020. But I'm also working on two more features that I want to shoot in Wisconsin. Oh, super cool. So because this one went so well and was so successful and it really sort of made me go, okay, good, I can do that here. So I have two more features that I'm working on. I'm going to try to get shot. I'm actually going to try to shoot something late winter, spring. Moving fast. (laughs) Crazy, right? Yeah. Think again, like, I don't know. It's just, it's been, it's been a really an amazing process. It's been so good to shoot here and it's been so easy and also I'm able to do things with very small budgets which is not an easy task no matter what way you're doing it Mm because filmmaking is expensive 
but you know, the upside's really good. <laughs> if you sell it and it does well, then there's a good upside there. But for now, it's sort of a labor of love and it's just about getting the films knocked out and getting them done and getting them seen and bringing more and more attention to Wisconsin and Wisconsin filmmakers. And the cool thing is, is that it's, it's a niche industry here, but it's growing. The Milwaukee Film Festival is getting bigger and there's more features coming out of Wisconsin that are going to big film festivals and getting attention. I mean, I just love the idea of people going, what's happening in Wisconsin? What is that? Yeah. You know? Cool. Yeah. I I wouldn't even really think about it, to be honest with you. Like, I don't even know much about the Milwaukee Film Festival, but it, it's cool to think about people in the state that you're from, like, making really cool art. Totally. Right. And it's needed. It's like Milwaukee's time. I mean, Wisconsin's time. It's like, why not? There's so many talented people here and there's so many funny and dramatic and great stories to tell here that work in the environment here. And the thing is, you can do all kinds of films here. You can do thrillers and dramas and you could probably do post-apocalyptic. And Oh, definitely. <laughs> you know, you could do comedy and the landscape sort of lends itself to that kind of thing. Also, the nice thing about Wisconsin is you've got a lot of great history here. Mm -hmm. So if you want to do anything that hearkens to anything that's historical, you have access to historical buildings and spaces. And that's not everywhere either. Right. I mean, in L.A., you've got the oldest stuff is there is like from the 40s and the 50s or maybe not. I mean, 20s, 30s, whatever. But you don't have like 1900 and before, you know. Yeah, definitely. So anyway. Cool. So where can people find updates and stuff about the movie? They can find updates on the website, which is mags, like Maggie, M-A-G-S, and julie.com. And that we have all of our social media links on there. Also, people can donate to the post-production if they want to, which just helps me get going on the next one. I think it's going to be good. I'm excited, and I'm excited to share it with Wisconsinites. You know what I mean? Definitely. I'm excited for them to be, like, proud of, you know, the people that are from here, proud of the state. And I like the idea of people laughing out loud and having a good time and walking away feeling happier about life. When I think about filmmaking and I think about art, I always look at it from the viewpoint of, like, especially films. They have a tendency to sort of affect and change the culture, you know, when you think about it, right? And so it's like, why not do stuff that's really positive and uplifting and hopeful and get more, you know, material out like that so people, you know, they come out of the theater, they come out of their home after watching something and feel happy about life, you know? Definitely. Otherwise, what are we doing? Yeah. So are you planning to have a little Door County movie debut, a little showing or anything like that? That's a good idea. That's a great idea. I think it'd be cool. People would probably love to go watch. Yeah. Yeah, totally. See, you know, their hometown or whatever. That's right. On the screen. So that'd yeah. be cool. And then maybe <laughs> I should consider doing something else here. Like, what else could I do here? I'm sure there's something in the next film that I could probably shoot here. So great. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to come down and or up, come up and talk to us. <laughs> I guess it's up, right? Yeah. Is it? <laughs> I guess what it depends on what up is. Mm, who knows? <laughs> Great. Well, thanks again, Ryan. I learned a lot. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Cool. 
For more Door County news, interviews, and exclusive content, check us out at DoorCountyPulse.com or pick up this week's issue of the Peninsula Pulse available every Friday. Don't forget to subscribe to the Door County Pulse podcast to get new episodes delivered straight to your device twice a week. Thank you for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast.